Disney's The Monster Baby Podcast. Hi, everyone. It's Lisa and Ted. Hey, I'm Ted. I'm That's Lisa. Lisa. Yeah. And uh, we're stoked that you're listening. We have, stoked like a fire. We have a... Like, with, like we're going to make some marshmallows around the fire. That's how stoked we are. Yeah. Well, you don't want a particularly stoked fire for marshmallows. Oh, so maybe we're like stoked enough we're, that we burned down and now there's some embers. We're, so we're just really nice. We're glowing for we're you. Glow- we're just glowing embers. Can you feel the glow? Yeah. Let's see. This podcast is... It's a curious romp through the worlds of mindfulness and improvisation. Oh, shoot. Yes, that's what this podcast is in general. Yeah. That's Monster Baby Podcast. is That's what it is. And this episode uh-huh. is... It's a personal journey. It's, a per- it's about my current... Where I am on my current personal journey. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it has to do with... Uh, Considering motherhood. Yeah, and you're very kind to share all this with us. Well, I'm still a little scared. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we're, we're embracing the I'm scary. I'm opening my little heart door to all of you. Yeah. Uh, and, but, but it feels important to talk about it, and I, and I feel pretty good to talk about it. So. Right on. Yeah, um, so we, we invite you in to the lobby way, entrance way into Lisa's heart. We'll sort of sit here for a little bit and, can, you know, take your shoes off so you're not going to track in dirt. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, grab a seat and... And enjoy the rest of the podcast. But yeah. Yeah, Lisa was very courageous to share with us, so I uh, hope it shows you something about your life that maybe you can step into and embrace. Yeah, maybe. Or somebody in your life mm. is going through something like this. Right on. All right. Here we go. Off you go. You have some interesting story to start us off. Or at least... We don't have a topic right now. We're winging it. Yeah. So... The topic uh, is going to be emerging. That's right. That's right. Emerging is an interesting topic. that's a great topic. We've already got it. Um, uh, (laughs) But I just... There were like a couple... Every once in a while, because this is the way that I learn things or learn about myself, is by saying things out loud and then being like, oh, that was a nice thing you just said. Like, but that, Mm. you know, sort of I noticed them once I've said them out loud. Um, And a thing happened today, which was... Which was, I was leading a little warm-up, and I this said... This is for your improv class. For my improv class. And I said, all right, you, the, the two of you, it was everybody get in pairs and uh, do a little scene start. And the scene setup is that you have just been on a date together. It's gone great. One of you has invited the other one up to their, uh, to their apartment or their dorm or mm. whatever. And this is not going to get spicy, so you don't have to worry about like, oh my God, am I going to have to play sexual tension or kissing or whatever with somebody right. that I'm not ready to? I was like, don't worry, you're not going to have to. That, that's not what this scene is. But... You really like this person. You've had a great time. They really like you. You can tell. And uh, the, the scene was about sort of specificity. So it was about like looking around this person's apartment with mm. curiosity and kindness, one might say. Sort of like uh-huh. openness because you're really into this person and like notice things about their home. Oh my God, is this photograph your family? Or wow, a Janis Joplin poster. Or oh my God, a pirate ship in a bottle. Did you build that? Or whatever yeah. it is. And, and you're looking they, around your apartment, basically what you just described. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I don't have a pirate chip in a bottle. No, but the Janis Joplin poster. I also don't have a Janis Joplin poster. You have a poster of you that I looks have a like Lisa Janis Rowland Joplin. Poster. Yeah, right. That looks like Janis That's Joplin. Makes okay. me sound so conceited. Just note it. Um, uh, anyway, and then you have like a little exchange about the details, and it's all about specificity and exploration right. and stuff like that. But then I was thinking, oh, the feeling that you have when you are around someone you really like mm. and you have chemistry with. Is sort of the feeling that you want to cultivate for any time you're improvising. 
Like mm. that's sort of the mode you want to be in mm-hmm. when you're improvising mm-hmm. is leaning into people. Mm-hmm. And you know how like your senses are a little heightened yes. and you're sort of more ready to have a good time and mm-hmm. find interesting things about the per- the thing that the person across from you just said. Right. And <laughs> you feel good about yourself and you feel good about them and they feel good about you. You know, it's like you're yeah. sort of generating goodwill and likely to interpret things positively, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're moving toward one another and there's sort of like this activation in your body. Like that's how we want to be on stage. That feels to me like a little bit of a switch. Like it's a conscious choice. And there are times when I've done, when I I get to the theater, I'm like, I don't, I don't feel like, I don't feel like that. Yeah. But then I'm like, you know what? No, let's go. Uh, Come on. We're going to be on stage. This is my commitment to the group is turn this up. Yeah. And be more enthusiastic and present. Yeah. And you can choose that. Right. It's okay if you don't feel like it. You can do it anyway. Even if it's temporary. Yeah. Even if you're kind of faking it. Right. That's also okay. Yeah. Because we're improvisers. (laughs) Like we're faking everything. That's right. We're not faking everything. There are real things that are happening. But it's making it up. But you're making it up. It's like you're responding to imagined circumstances left and right. So Mm -hmm. just respond to this imagined circumstance, you know? And it reminded me of Rebecca Northern's TED Talk. Did you ever see this? Mm -hmm. Where she talks about how behaving like an improviser or playing by the rules of improvisation cultivates a state like like being in love. Mm And I was like, oh, yeah, like you, you sort of do similar things when you're improvising as when you're in love. You say yes more. You find your partner more fascinating. You hang on their every word. You take risks you wouldn't otherwise normally. Yeah, you're generally, I think you're also more charming. You're more charming. Because you're, you're buzzed. You're more like, open. Yeah. yeah, all of these things. Like eager to come into you're the... You're more physically engaged. Like all of these things yeah. sort, of, sort of pop up. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. And it also makes sense... Yeah, why I get like a little itchy when I haven't improvised in a while because it's such a nice mode to be in. Oh, and do you not? It's like you can't activate that in your your regular life the same way. I can, but it's but it's. I mean, yeah, of course I can. Uh, and there's days when right. when life feels that way. But it's almost like it's. I, well, I guess I can. I'm not sure I've ever thought about activating a, that with like civilians. Right, it's a stronger default mechanism that you just snap into when you're doing improv because that part of your brain or that part of your being is so conditioned to, to be that way. Yeah, and other people are reacting to me that way. And we're like, we like yeah. agree to meet in this so place. So there's a mutuality and to it. And it's so lovely. Hmm. It's so lovely. But there are times when it's like you just sort of decide to flirt with the world. Right. And that's, that's lovely. And who knows? I mean, there's so many things that go into that. What you ate, how you slept, who said a nice thing to you, what you're wearing. When you had coffee. For those who drink coffee, when you had coffee. When you had coffee last, how it hit you? I mean, I woke up, I think it was yesterday, and I just was like, I'm in a good mood. Yeah. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to do yoga. Like, I hadn't done those things for a while and had been bothering me. And yesterday I woke up and I just thought, today's the day. We're yeah. doing it. And then I felt good. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, good. Let's get some work done. I'm going to talk to some people on the phone. Yeah. And I had that jazz to it. Who knows? I don't know why it shows up, but I like it when it does. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, life. Hmm. Hmm. But your point is that you can manufacture it whether you feel like it or not. Yeah. Whether you've done your yoga or not. You could, Well. I mean, didn't you? Right. No, I think you can, to some degree, you can make that choice. But there's some degree to not. I really said that but really. But to some degree, you can't. Correct. Thank you. Yeah. For translating. <laughs> For some not degree, to can, yes. Can you? Yes. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's easier or harder at different times. There's a notion in the mindfulness world 
that points to this, which is that we are as much a function of our environment as we are of anything else. Mm. And because we are made up of all these non-self elements, that what we have surrounded ourselves with creates who we become. Mm. And I was thinking in relation to this thing that you're talking about, like you get into the, your improv group and it sort of snaps you into that way of being because mm -hmm. everybody else is treating you that way. And I feel that way, well, often I feel that way when I come on Stanford campus. It's just so beautiful here. Mm -hmm. And I have so many fond memories here. And I love the, I love the, the walkways and the smells. And, and so walking over here to this building where we are now, this afternoon, I just I was feeling happy. I had a little bounce in my step, and I'm tired, but like, okay, great, yeah. glad to be here. And then we're now in a new room in, in uh, the Memorial Auditorium building, walked into this room and realized that this is where I had... Improv class. Improv 103. Me too. Very, my very first improv We are class. in the room where I learned how to improvise. This is the room where it happened. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh. And so now I'm feeling even a little more, you know. Yeah. A lot of magic in this Electric room. Electric spine. Yeah. There was a little uh, yellow sheet of paper on the wall over there that said, if you're not making mistakes, you're not doing improv. Mm. Okay. Well, so wh what's, what's been going on in your life? What are you, what are you thinking what's about these days? What's going on with me? Um, hmm. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you. This, this is actually something that I've sort of alluded to on the podcast before, but haven't been specific about you've made an allusion but not put up any illusions that's right okay no magic tricks thank you yeah. <laughs> thank just you want to um, make sure the listeners are clear which is and i'm just gonna it's like feels sort of vulnerable to say it to talk mm. about it um but one of the things that's on my mind is that i want to become a mom whoa i want to be a mom okay and i'm single i don't have a partner so i'm pursuing Becoming a mom on my own. Pursuing options. I'm pursuing options. And I have done a lot of work. God, it's scary to say that and know mm. that people are going to hear it. <laughs> I've chosen to be, to be upfront about that. Like, I don't know right. if it's going to work. I'm not in a period right now of, of actually trying yet. Right. right. But you've been doing a lot of homework. A lot of homework and a lot of soul searching and a lot of figuring out where I'm at and what I want and how this might go. And I've had a lot of really amazing resources to help me with that. My sister has two donor-conceived children. And mm -hmm. so, so being able to talk to her about her and her wife about how that's gone for them and uh, what steps they took and legality and, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, all, of, all of those things. So I've, ha I've been really remarkably lucky to have such a close-by and accessible example of that. Awesome example. Incredible, yeah. And then they have an, an, an amazing relationship with their donor. And uh, the kids have a great relationship with him also. And I mean, it's just like a really beautiful family. Right. Fa family setup network. You know, I mean, it's like we're all we're all like... Family and for folks who aren't in it or who haven't seen such a thing before, it looks really alternative. Yeah. And yet, when we're hanging out with your family or when you're with your family, it's just like it's just the way it is. It's lovely, and he's like he's like an uncle. Yeah. You know, he's like an uncle, and everybody's very up, up, uh, sort of out in the open about about what the relationship is. There's just like no hiding it, and there's no there's no skirting around it, right? And I really love, I'm really inspired by that, and. Yeah, and so I'm looking at doing that, and I and and it feels really good 
to have clarity that that's something that I want. Mm. And, and I think that part of me, I made a choice early on not to hide that this is on my mind when in conversations with people and things like that, right. like personally, one-to-one, I haven't broadcast it yet. And so here we are. Right. There's a difference between not hiding and broadcasting. And broadcasting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, there, but I also have a um, sort of a principle behind sharing it, which is that I think a lot of women never talk about fertility journeys. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that there is, there is sadness and despair and grief for giving up this idyllic image of the you find a person and you fall in love and you start a family with them and it's this beautiful thing and and if you don't get that then it feels like you're missing something and you're missing out on something you don't have this option right. and and what it feels like to pursue to pursue something different and to and to really take a look at being conscious about all right what do I want and then realizing that I that luckily I can decouple the goals of partnership and parenthood right and that there's a lot of strength in 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 doing that mm-hmm. and like sort of talking about that 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 is something that I want and it's not going to happen in the way that people that people including me think of as the normal way yeah and so we were going to do it another way I love that you're discern- sorry you're uh, this whole process is this incredible patient discernment very right it's been, been a really long process yeah you've been thinking about it for a long time yeah and, and you're kind of going through what are your own fears about it and what do you need and why do you want to do this and what are you attached to what are you not attached to do i need it do i want it and is wanting it enough reason to do this crazy irrational thing and you know uh yeah right it seems like it's whatever the outcome is going to be whether Mm -hmm. you end up having a baby or not that even the process has been this almost meditative practice of here's another thought that shows up or here's another thing i have to take care of or you know, uh, yeah, I, you know, and, and I, this, this part feels super important to me also, which is that idea of like, whether, whether I end up having a baby or not, because I don't know if it's going to, I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if I will end up having a child. I think I'd be a great mom. (laughs) I think you would be one of the best moms ever. I think I'd be a great mom. And I think that my kid would have an unusual upbringing in the best way, in in what I hope is the best way. And also in sometimes in uh, in a hard way, in a really hard way, right? They're going to grow up with a Janis Joplin poster and pirate ships in the wall. (laughs) Um, um, And there's, at, at first I had some resistance to talking about it. Like it was sort of like, oh, but what if it doesn't work? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's okay. Right. Like, why do you have to wait to talk about it until you've been a success? You've been a success at this. Right. Like, it's worth. Yeah, or, yeah. Or like your identity's wrapped up in it. Yeah. Or or it's only worth sharing once it happens. And it's like, no, oh, no. Like, if I keep this whole process hidden, then I am alone. Then I'm dealing with this process alone. And so are all the other people who could be benefiting who from could, hearing Yeah, you. who could be, who may be, like, there might be people listening to, to the podcast who are having similar feelings or, or thoughts or like, well, I want to do this, but I don't have any models of people who have done this. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know that it could be done. Whether that's having a child as a single parent or some other or some, or creative something project. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so often, especially around things like this, and goodness knows, there are people who are are, have different boundaries than I do. And they're like, it does not feel appropriate to share this level of an intimate detail with, with people. Right. And I get it. Right? So everybody has their own boundaries. But I think um, I'm just a big fan of like, if you share with people where you are, then they can support you where you are. Mm-hmm. And where I am 
doesn't change based on whether I end up having a kid or not. Where I am is hoping to have a kid. Mm -hmm. That's where I am, mm -hmm. whether that happens or not. Um, this happens, I think, a lot with miscarriages. Like, I think that people suffer alone. Yes. And don't tell anybody that this is happening. They don't tell anybody they're pregnant. They don't tell anybody that, that something has happened to the right. pregnancy, that, that they've lost grieving it. Grieving. That they're grieving. Um, because it feels like... And, and I just think there's a... And I've talked to so many women who have felt so alone in handling their miscarriages. And there's so, so many women face this. Mm -hmm. But they face it behind closed doors. And I think there's just power in like owning that this is happening. And, it, mm. and uh, I haven't had a miscarriage, thankfully. Right. I, I've never had that experience. Right. Um, so many women have. Anyway, it feels like it's wrapped up in this sort of like, oh, we don't talk about that. Right. And, and, in, and I have found great strength and power in sharing with people where I'm at mm -hmm. about this thing that not mm -hmm. very many people that's courageous. Talk about. It's courageous and, and for reasons supportive. I don't totally understand. And I, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a huge uh, boon or benefit for people who are considering the same thing or struggling with the same thing. Yeah, you know, to know we're not alone. Yeah, I, right? I was once in a conversation with two women. It was after show. I hadn't seen these women in a long time. I haven't seen them in a long time, and it was many months ago. And we were ch chatting in a bar after a show, and. They were like, so what's going you know, like, on in your life? What's happening? And I was really in the thick of this exploration of like figuring mm -hmm. it out. And I think maybe I had just landed on like, okay, I want to be a mom. I don't mm -hmm. know if I will be, but that's what I want. But you noticed, yeah, that registered clearly. Yeah, that, so that I got that piece clear, you mm -hmm. know? And so I said, you know, and I like remember checking with myself and being like, yeah, share this with them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, something that's really been up for me in my life is I've been struggling with a question of whether I want to be a parent or not. And whether I want to have a kid. And I've come to the realization that I do. So I'm exploring the idea of having a kid alone. Mm -hmm. And both of them were also exploring similar ideas. Wow. And one of them was like, I've just got through freezing my eggs. Whoa. And the other one was like, my wife and I are talking about conceiving with a donor. And it just hit me that yeah. like we have this really powerful thing in common we're facing this like right. deeply human question and we don't talk about it but you don't know they can't support you you can't support them because yeah. you don't know and so there's this connection that's missed so because cool. we and and again like i want to be really clear i'm not saying like throw all your all your secrets out there like there are right. certain things and different people have different boundaries, of course, right? Uh, so there, there is privacy that's important, and that you respect your own the sort of sanctity of your own mm -hmm. information, right? Your own feelings and thoughts and hopes and dreams and all those things. And when we are willing to be real about what's happening, there's this like deeper level of connection that you can find with people because you're willing to share what's really going on. Well, I have found yeah, fantastic. I am willing to share what's really going on. Like you know what. All right, I'll tell you. Here's what's on my mind. Here's right. what's going on in my life. It's a pretty big deal. And I'm, you know, and right right now, even thinking about this being broadcast is like nerve-wracking. Yeah. I could, I mean, it takes guts to do it. And I'm like trying to figure out like, well, what's nerve-wracking about it? It's like, well, um, if you're judgment yeah. or 
like somebody could weaponize the information or something? No, I don't know. But I, I'm not. No, I don't. I don't think that. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know what that would look like. Like, maybe there's part of me that fears. Oh my God! What if like some dear friends of mine hear it and they're like, "Why didn't you tell me first? Or so? You know, mm. I don't. I don't really know. Yeah. You know, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Like, do it the right way. Right. But at the same time, I'm sort of like. You know, for better or worse, I feel kind of like a community with our right. listeners. Sure. You know, like it feels like, oh yeah, like you're listening. We're we we are we think about things in a similar way, and so there's a sort of an affinity that I feel. Yeah, you've been with us a while. Yeah. Right. Um, and and I think it's powerful to share. Yeah. I think it's a powerful journey to share because it's not a story we hear very often, and it's easy to feel like you're like I'm out on a limb by myself. Right. And the thought that there might be somebody out there who is wrestling with this or wondering about it or putting off the question or feeling like they can't do it or whatever empowers me to want to say that this is where I'm at, yep. you know, something and there's a million unanswered questions, but I'm moving, but I'm moving toward it until something else makes so, sense. You know? So powerful about just saying, Hey, this is where I am. This is what's going on. Yeah. And it's a way to get to know people. Like I, I use a question like this. I've started to, um, when I meet people, to challenge my sort of small talk to say, what's something that you've been thinking about or working on? Like, what are you trying to sort through? What's up for you? Yeah. Yeah. And, and to get into a real conversation and then all of a sudden it becomes much more interesting yeah, and much like, more oh, connected. My parent is aging and sick. And so, what to do, because we have limited time today, I yeah. want to ask you, in what senses, if any, does, has your journey so far with this question incorporated principles of improv or mindfulness oh my god in so many ways okay. in so, so many ways so give me th give me three highlights um, three highlight ways i think that one of the things is that in all of the ways that it doesn't make sense to raise to to have a child in a small apartment by yourself in san francisco like yeah. uh there's also i'm like really so so improv is informing me because i'm like oh I can do an element of preparation for this. Like I can do, mm. I can do preparation for to some degree, but there is like I'm gonna be hit with a tsunami of n new information, sure. new connections, new people. I'm gonna I'm gonna learn things about what is possible and what is not possible that I cannot anticipate right mm -hmm. now. There are certain things I can anticipate, but there are certain things I can't. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna develop new communities with other with other moms, with other single moms, with dads, with people with kids, yeah. with you know. I'm going to figure out how, how my community can be supportive, what that's going to look like. I don't know that yet. Right. Um, and, not, and you almost can't even. Can't know it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because the whole world will turn upside down, I think. Right. And there's, and I think my improv training has made me very comfortable with going, yeah, at some point I'll know that and I don't know that now. Great. So sort of a comfort with, it, with ambiguity and mm -hmm. uncertainty and unknown. Nice. And being, being okay sitting in the like... I don't that stuff I don't know mm -hmm. but I'm gonna but I'm gonna sit where I am right and also this idea of sharing it it's like I'm not gonna share this contingent upon whether I whether this journey is successful in terms of creating a baby uh -huh. but like I am gonna I but I'm gonna share where I am in this moment so how does that connect I'm not sure I see the um, the link there I think that that is staying in the present instead of moving moving uh -huh. forward and, and deciding that this is only worth telling if it turns out in the way that I want it to got it also meaning that if it doesn't work, pe people will know, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's, 
people can support that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. So yeah. that makes sense. Uh, so that's like improv helps. Sure. I think mindfulness helps because I'm sort of like through this whole process, really let myself be, and this is sort of tied to the last thing is be, be where I am and feel the things I'm feeling and allow mm -hmm. that to be there and name those feelings and right. notice those feelings and not have to do anything with those feelings. Cataloging them as they show up. And yeah. Just, yep. Yeah. And like there have been times in this process where I'm like, nope, absolutely not. This makes no sense. And it's like, great, sit there for a while. That's mm. cool. Uh, and then other times, clearly, that I've been like, yes, oh my God, this is what I, I think I want this. I think that is just sort of like a deep want for it. I remember there was one point where, you, where we were talking about this and you were in the earlier stages of considering it. And I, you said something I thought was so beautiful was that you gave yourself permission to have the part of you that absolutely didn't want to do this. Mm -hmm. And that it was like, I don't have to have 100% of me on board with this decision. Yeah. I might have 70% and yeah. still choose to do it. Yeah. And that the 30% of me that's really resistant or doesn't want to do it right. can still have a voice. And that's okay. It's not going to drive the train. Yeah. But it can, you know, I, I thought that was really beautiful. Yeah, well, my, my therapist, who I love, said, he was like, you know, in, in, in hetero couples, right, and people, or not hetero couples, in couples who decide to have children, oftentimes one person is sort of driving that train a little bit more than the other person. One person is a little right. bit more on board, 100, you know, than the other person. And that other person who's not totally on board has some element of them that's like, oh, God, no, mm -hmm. right? Most of them isn't that, but there's some part of them that's that. And they probably don't share that with their partner. Because they don't want to. Don't want to be dragging anybody down. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, no, most of me wants to do this and it's okay. Right. And he was like, you are playing both parts here and you don't have the luxury of hiding it from yourself. You see yes. all of the, all of the pieces yep. of everything, but it's okay. Or if you did try to hide it from yourself, it would show up show sideways up somewhere else. Yeah. and, and crooked. Yeah. 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 And so he was like, you get to have all the pieces that those, that those two parents have. Yep. Love it. And that part of that one parent who's not on board, you get to have that too. Mm -hmm. And like, yep, you're allowed at the table. Yeah. You get to you get to pipe up and be and throw a tantrum. And 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 there's there's a reason that that voice is there. Sure, it's bringing so some it's, valuable it's information. It's worth listening to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you get to you get to heed it and listen to it and right. honor it. The distinction or the the difference of opinion can be a source of more information rather than. A roadblock. Yeah, it was yeah. like really, it was like really freeing to be That's like, cool. oh my god, I don't need to convince that part. Mm -hmm. That part may be like, no, you're crazy. You are crazy. You're freaking crazy. And it's like, yeah, I know, I know, I hear you. I totally get it. Mm -hmm. I totally get it. We're gonna do it. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're gonna go for this. Right. We'll see. Yeah, that's cool. You know. So that's so that's a bit of mindfulness. Then sort of allowing all the different parts and yeah. taking stock and yeah naming them. Yeah. Sort of third piece from this. Monster baby world well, that you just that um, just that the idea of being a, a single mom by choice is like there's a million things I won't be able to prepare for, mm -hmm. and in some ways, I am so prepared because mm. I've practiced adaptability and agility and mm -hmm. uh, handling new information and dealing with different things and creativity and imagination for all my life. Mm -hmm. I've gotten really good at that. <laughs> well, yeah, you've also got a huge heart, and you're really smart, and like you know how to care for people. I just, I mean, I think, I think if you being a mom, I'd be like, oh my god, this kid is gonna be so lucky. That's nice to like step into your world, you know. 
I might mean, be crazy at times. Like, but... I want to give my community to a kid. I'm like, oh my god, like let's oh, let's bring somebody yeah. into these this amazing group of people. That's so cool. Feels so good, you right. know. And there's a way in which I think as a single parent, there's uh, even going through this process that get there's a there is a loneliness to it because sure, it's course. all mine, and that's hard, right? That's like the really vulnerable piece. Is like anytime I need to take a take an actual step forward, make a phone call, have an appointment, things like that. I'm like reminded of my solitude in this right. journey. Yep. And I've come to look at it like, um, like Skywalker and Yoda or like, um, like a mentor and a, and a, uh, protege. Mentee. Is that oh, the nice. word? Sure. Like that, that there comes a time when the guide, you know, like Gandalf and Frodo. I'm reading Lord of the Rings right now. It's on my mind. I've never read it. Really? Yeah. It's very. You're, it's really fun. Look at you. You're out of you're you're out of my league it's, now. It's really in the fun. fantasy it's realm. It's really fun fun world. Um, but like, there comes a time when like the the mentee. It's like you can hear the guide's voice say, "And this step, you must take alone." Right. Right. So there's Trust like a, your feelings. There's like look. a nobility. It's like yeah, you gotta go on your own. You have to. Right. And there's a nobility in that, mm-hmm. and it's scary. And you right. do it even though it's scary, right? Yeah, so, you might you might have your whole community rallying around and be like, "We're going to help with Lisa's kid." Yeah, that's fine, and, and, and still, they will. But you're going to wake up, you know, it's all like mine. in the middle of the night and be like, "Nope, there's nobody else staying in the it's, house with me." It's and all mine. Yeah, your two cats aren't going to change the diaper. Oh my god, they're just going to make it worse. They're going to try to eat the diaper, Ew, not full. Gross. Just yeah, they will tear it apart. Exactly They'll because it's got it. Velcro. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, so sort of like recognizing, yeah, no, you are alone, mm. and, and that's not necessarily, you don't. It, th- that can be scary and feel vulnerable, right? And this is really your journey, and mm-hmm. you are backed up by a lot of people, and you're the one. You're like the drum major at the head of the parade. Yeah. Right? it's yours. You're setting the tempo. You're moving it forward. You're guiding all of these people who want to support you, but it's yours. You know. Yeah. Just for reference's sake, I picture you more like the Stanford kind of drum major who's like wearing all kinds of crazy clothes maybe he's even the tree oh my god going running around like crazy dancing rather than the one with a military uniform and the three foot high hat and feather leaning back and like yeah fair enough kicking their leg yeah great that's cool yeah i'll go there with you i i also yeah so that's how it feels it's like yeah it's lonely yeah it's scary that's okay you're you're good you're okay i like the way that you're weaving this in and and i think it's worth noting that should this being come into fruition Mm -hmm. that it will in fact be a monster baby Ah! (laughs) so you know we'll no longer just have podcasts we'll have a pod baby a pod kid a pod kid (laughs) (laughs) monster baby pod kids yeah that's pretty good yeah that's pretty good they're you know so hearkening those of you who don't remember or who never heard the first episode the the very one of the very first scenes that lisa and i ever did together was where a monster baby emerged and Lisa was the monster baby. I did. I played the monster baby and it was just birthed, huge and had yeah, inhuman, like the crazy strength, superhuman strength. Knocking over equipment and people and bursting out of the, into the hallways and yeah. yeah. So it was a crazy baby. But, you know, so if anybody's going to have that monster baby, I think it might be you. Yeah. For better or worse. Yikes. I think it's going to be better. Yikes. So, yeah. well, thank you for sharing that. That's yeah, really, it, it is feels vulnerable. scary to have shared sure. it. And so we'll see how I keep feeling about it. <laughs> but, um, but, but at the same time, like, there is this like, sort of little part of me that feels like it's revolutionary to share such an intimate thing. Right. And that it 
might help. Yeah. You know, that it's like important to be like, hey, this is what's going on with me. Like, mm-hmm. and I think, yeah, I don't know. Raise a glass. Yeah. To the revolution. I think the other part of this that, that improv helps a little bit is like, I'm off, uh, feeling off the map. So it's like, you mm. pay attention to what's happening in this moment, but it may not fit into a, a, an archetype of what a life looks like mm-hmm. or what a scene looks like, what mm-hmm. the story looks like. It's like, yeah, sometimes things happen in scenes that don't fit the story you thought you were telling. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, it's because you didn't exactly know the story you thought you mm-hmm. were telling. You didn't know the story you were telling. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, you discover that you're in a different story. And so a really helpful way that I've been thinking about this, um, doing this unconventional thing, is like I get to discover the story that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And it's not the story that I thought I'd be in. Right. And that doesn't mean it's the wrong story. And it doesn't mean it's it's a story that's not as good. Right. And it doesn't mean and I don't feel like I actually am like really excited about the unique ways that being a single mom will change my life. Mm, that being a mom in a more traditional setting wouldn't change your life. They, like they, they both, they just both the have way. strengths. Sure. And there's, you know, there's other ways that I would far prefer to have a partner. Mm-hmm. But I think there's actually ways that raising a kid alone might be much simpler. Right. <laughs> you know, so yeah. so there's like. I don't know. You know, I mean, when I, if I, if I were to be hanging on really tightly to, well, I guess I have to do it this way because I didn't, because I don't get to do it the normal way. Yeah, that would be a, a bitter, a bit, it would a bitter be, taste. I'd be sitting in a bitter place yeah. and, and only noticing what this thing is not rather than being like, oh, but yeah, I get so, to do right. it this way. I uh, get to do it this way. I'm reminded of the Choose Your Adventure you know, novels or whatever. And I'm thinking also of like a video game where you're like, okay, which hallway am I going to go? I'm going to go down this hallway. Yeah. At the end of the hallway, I'm going to open this door. And we hadn't seen that room before we opened the door. You open the door and like, like oh, ooh, here's this whole room mm, now. Yeah. Okay, let me go check out this table and this chair. Yeah. You know. Except in this, like nobody has scripted the options for me. I'm just like, mm, yeah. let's do this thing. Right. But well, I mean, they people haven't scripted have done- it, but, but each choice that you make opens a cascade of consequences and yeah. things that emerge from there. So yeah, like, a new circle of possibilities. Now this is like, okay, yeah. now this is... And seeing this choice. crazy thing as a, as a possibility yeah. for my life is, is cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and it felt very liberating to be like, oh, achieving my goal of parenthood is not contingent upon achieving my goal of partnership. Some wise words. And I'm happy about that. I'm also very happy that I... Thank you. And I'm also very happy that I... Um, I, con- I I possess the apparatus for b- baby growing. Right. Um, apparatus. Yeah, like I have the, the necessary stuff because I think it'd be harder for you to have a kid alone. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. You'd have to put a few more pieces in place. Not only the not biological. Impossible. Not only the biological, but the constitutional and the attitudinal and the, the, yeah. a few other but things. But let's say, right. you, no, know, I know, you know, I know. I know. It's like you'd have to find somebody with No, and you also do have a, an amazing community. You you have a loving family, you have loving friends, you have yeah. people who love kids and who are great with kids. So And, and a, a really supportive family. Right. Like my family's like, let's do this. Yeah. Well, I, again, I appreciate that you're willing to share it. I think it's fascinating and powerful and inspiring. And uh, I hope, I, th- I imagine that other people will be very thankful to, to hear. <sighs> so yeah, thanks for great. I hope stepping up. That's true. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Be gentle with me. <laughs> if you want to send encouragement to Lisa, you can send a note to lisa at monsterbabypodcast.com. Hey, we got a new website. 
We did. Let's talk. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Great. So, uh, okay. Well, I wish we had more time because I'd love to love to explore this more. But uh, well, there it is. Now you know where I'm at. I don't. I don't assume that it'll be. Yeah, and we can come back. We can have a little serial. Yeah, we'll see. Check in. We'll see. Episode number fifty-two. Lisa considers (laughs) a monster baby. (laughs) A monster baby. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, to be continued then. Woohoo! On we go. Thanks, everybody. There it is. How bared, you feeling, homegirl? Bared my soul. Um, I'm f- good. Good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Feel fine. You're a rock star. Oh, thanks. You're a rock star improviser, and I'm. I'm. Yeah. I mean, I keep saying it, but like, you're just gonna be an awesome parent. Well, thanks. I, I, like, that's interesting. I mean, there, there are a lot of other questions that I, I could ask. Um, I do ask, and I'm sure that other people will be curious. But yeah. so yeah, I'd really want to encourage people if you are curious or you have questions for Lisa, yeah. send them in. Oh yeah, totally. Info at monsterbabypodcast.com yeah. if you want me to see them. And if you as want well. to talk, if you just want to like talk, right? If you just want to talk about it, sure. Lisa at monsterbabypodcast.com. Yeah. And I would be really happy to talk to like talk through my process or how I found clarity or whatever. Awesome. Um, because it feels important to like support each other through this thing. Yeah. Through through figuring these like big questions out. Yeah. Yeah. I also appreciate your willingness to sort of articulate in a more specified way how it relates to the themes that we talk about because mm. it's such a rich topic on its own that we we could just kind of dive in and be some interesting things. But to provide that context, I think is. Nice. It's helpful because cool. it's, you know, along lines up with our themes. Yeah. So what else we got going on? Uh, what else you got going on? Uh, you wrote a book? Yeah. Well, so, okay. Last time we were talking about the the book was born. Playful Mindfulness is now in the world. The audio book is out. The People e- have bought it. E-book is out. I've created a store. I have a signed hard copy of it. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Somebody actually bought a book at my store. Did I tell you that? No. I yeah, and and I thought, you know what? I'm gonna write this person and I'm gonna say, hey, how'd you hear about this? Yeah. Turns out she's a youth minister in Michigan, and she's wanting to work on courage with her kids. They've got this whole joyful, growing into joy curriculum that, that they're using. That sounds nice. Sounds awesome. So she went into Google and she typed courage game, and I came up. Oh my gosh. So she reached out and then she, she like you, saw the she book. Found your and book. She like bought the book. Oh my god. It was awesome. That's how it works, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So I said. And non-binary. Folks. I said, "How was, <laughs> how was, how did you find me? How was the process of purchasing it? And would you like it signed?" Yeah. And she said, and she told me the story, and then she said, "It was totally easy, totally fine. Thank you for asking. And absolutely, you can sign it to the kids." Yeah. So I wrote a note to the kids. Great. So yeah. So the book's out. Go to playfulmindfulness.info, and you can order it from me there, and I'll send it to you. And if you want it signed, I'll sign it for you. I'll sign it for you. Yeah. The author himself. And along those lines, there's a new Monster Baby Podcast website. Yeah! Still at monsterbabypodcast.com, but we moved it off of my website. It's now its own being. It's got its own thing. A little more life. There's a more complete version of our origin story there. And that cute little illustration by Emma Steinkellner. Yeah, and then there's links to Lisa's page and my page and so on and so forth. Yeah. So check it out. Uh, let's see. What I've got coming up is the big thing is that on Saturdays in May, I'm directing the Bechtel Test at... Bats. We've talked about the Bechtel test on the podcast, but it's sort of a, uh, impro- a long-form improv format diving into complex female characters. So sort of multifaceted, multidimensional female characters, female protagonists. 
in a casting that is five women, two men per night. So the world is more peopled by women than men, and it's sort of in response to the ways that women often are under and unrepresented in works of fiction. Characters undeveloped. Yeah. This is this may be my favorite format. That's so nice. I, I love this format. Sometimes it's, I lose confidence in it, so it's like so nice to hear oh, that. It's so great because it, it it creates stories that we don't usually hear. That's it. And you know? characters that we don't usually see yeah. and they're, that they're, have some depth to them. Their depth say, and nuance. Depth. Yep. It's cool. So that is happening at Bats in San Francisco. Yeah, Saturdays in May. And I'll be at every show and in three shows. And all that stuff is on my web. I just updated my website. So lisarowan.com is where you can find it. Awesome. Uh, where I'm performing. Yeah, and if you're not, if you don't live in the Bay Area, Fly in. Come on in. Get it. Get your butt in here. Yeah. Get a seat. What are you doing? Come to this the show. This is the place to be. And uh, send a note to Lisa so you can make sure that it's a show she's in because you'll want to see her. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ted. So, uh, right on. Well, I think that's about it for this time. Let's let them go. Okay. Well, we so love we you all. don't have to loop this underscore music anymore. Yeah. I hope, you <laughs> <laughs> I hope your spring is going delightfully and uh, we'll so see. glad you're with us. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Adios, amigos. And amigas. And non-binary amig. Amigex. <laughs> Amigues. Oh, it's E. It's the E. They've started using like todes and amigues. Nice. Yeah, which is cool. Okay. Muchas Adios, gracias, amigues. amigues. Yeah. Hasta la próxima. <laughs>